Welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, folks. Today's guest is a repeat guest. His name is George Wiseman. He is the owner of a website called eagle-research.life, and he is the inventor of the Aquacure, which is a machine which produces Brown's gas. What is Brown's gas? There's a lot of confusion in the market about Brown's gas, and it turns out that what Brown's gas is, is essentially electrolyzed water. It's got a lot of different names. I'm going to let George explain it to you himself because he does a brilliant job of it. But basically, it's water that will is electron-rich water that will donate electrons in your body as needed. And there is a, just so happens, in case you're thinking this is a little woo-woo, there's a ton of research about it. George himself discovered Brown's gas in 1986. He came across it and he dove deep into the research. He originally developed Brown's gas machines for none other than industrial purposes, if you can believe it, um, and then discovered quite by accident that there were a multitude of health benefits when it's produced properly using this machine. So the AquaCure machine is a fascinating piece of equipment. I actually have one here. I'm often hooked up to my, my machine in that I'm often inhaling Brown's gas as I'm working at my desk. But you can also drink the water, which is what we must do. So we drink the water, we inhale the gas, we can apply the water topically to skin, to wounds, to all kinds of things. And of course, we can also apply the gas topically. So we talk about all of these different applications. Um, there is an interface between Brown's gas and molecular hydrogen. They are not the same but they very often cross over and where in research, because in research studies, quite often, if you look at the methodology, if they did not use a membrane between the anode and the cathode, when they were generating the hydrogen, what they were actually measuring and what they're actually seeing the effects of is Brown's gas, which is what's formed in this water between those that anode and cathode, if there's no membrane separating them. I'm pretty sure we talk about this in this episode, but if we don't, you can go back to the first episode that I recorded with George, which goes back into uh, still at the beginning of this season, but in December of 2020, we talk about it. And in this episode, we talk about more of the health applications. All right. So if you decide you simply must get your hands on one of these machines, you can go to eagle-research.life, not.com.com is going to take you to the industrial site. You want to go dot life and you can use promo code vitality, which will save you 10% off your machine. And if you're looking to ask questions about the machine, first of all, you can go to that website. There's a ton of published research there and you can always reach out to George. He's an amazing guy. He is so open and open-hearted and wanting to share this information with anybody who needs it. So by all means, if you have questions, he's a busy guy. He doesn't always get back to people super quickly, but he's a wealth of information, but so is his website. If you have any comments or questions or anything else for me, you can reach me. NatNidham.com is my website, or you can find me on Facebook in the Optimizing Superhuman Performance Group, or you can find me on Instagram, which is just Natalie Nidham, just my name. So thank you so much for being here. As always, if you get value from this podcast, please make sure to leave us a review and to share it out with your friends, your family, and anybody else who you feel would also get value from it. And last but not least, remember that all of the things we discuss in the podcast are for information purposes only. We're never looking to cure, diagnose, or treat a disease before you take on any of these new supplements or practices or whatever the case may be make sure that you consult with your health practitioner or your doctor beforehand. So that's it. Thanks for sticking with me through my long intros. I'm trying to shorten them up and enjoy the episode. Hey folks, just one thing before we get into the episode, and that is a word about our podcast sponsor this week, and that is Primadine, made by Oxford HealthSpan, which is the brainchild of my good friend, Leslie Kenny. 
Primidine is an incredible source of spermidine. Spermidine is one of the most incredible supplements that I have come across in a long time. It addresses six of the nine hallmarks of aging. And this particular spermidine product is incredible for a bunch of different reasons. One, it's super clean. There's nothing but spermidine and prebiotics that will support your body's own production of spermidine in the capsule. It is a high quality wheat germ extract. And what they've done to make sure that it doesn't go rancid and go bad is they've defatted it. They've removed all the fat, all those delicate omega-6 oils that can be good for you in certain contexts. But once they go rancid and they go rancid very quickly, it's anything but good for you. So Primadine addresses six of the nine hallmarks of aging folks. Everything from the proper folding of proteins to autophagy to cellular communication, the proper um, DNA protection. Uh, uh, did I say autophagy? Anyway, six different hallmarks. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, you can go look for a couple of posts I've written about spermidine and you will see why this is a supplement that I include in my stack every single day. And frankly, it is part of the foundation stack for every one of my clients. So if you decide you want to give Primadine a try for yourself, you're going to want to go to primadine.com and use promo code BIONAT1515 and you will get 15% off your supplement. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with is that not only is Primadine doing all this incredible work under the hood to keep you healthy and rejuvenate your body and keep you youthful and vital. But on top of that, you're going to see it on the inside because you're going to grow stronger nails, better skin, and thicker, better hair. It is actually quite the most amazing thing. I've never really, I haven't seen too many supplements where I've gotten so much positive feedback from my clients and from my group followers. So by all means, if you haven't given this stuff a try yet, you must, uh, but you will know that it will take a good month or two before you start to see the effects and the benefits. So if you get it, if this resonates for you, give it a shot. You won't be sorry. And now enjoy the episode. Welcome back guys. Today is the second installment. We didn't know exactly we were going to do a second installment, but it kind of, it, we, I think we did. I think the last time George Wiseman and I spoke, uh, we said that we would speak again. And so I am sitting here today. I have the great pleasure of sitting here today with George Wiseman, who is the inventor creator founder of the AquaCure Browns Gas Machine. So welcome, George, back to the podcast. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to see you again. And by the way, I do have my cannulas on. I, I put them on earlier, but I usually start podcasts without them and then put them on explaining. I'm actually inhaling Browns Gas while I'm talking to you. Right. And <laughs> People and, don't think I'm on oxygen and just about ready to kick off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, talking about health with the dying guy. Um, just so, just so you know, George, I probably should have mentioned this to you. I'm, and guys, I will, I will make an effort to get this podcast up on YouTube video as well. Um, lately, I've been doing just audio, but I think that today we might have to share this one visually so that you guys can see. I would be wearing my Browns gas machine uh, cannula as well, except that when I turned it on this morning, it needs a refill. <laughs> so uh, you do have to top them up with water every once in a while. So, but anyway, getting to the topic at hand, um, we, George, why don't you give us a very quick recap about you, um, guys, if you want the full story on George's personal journey and how he discovered this machine, which was, it actually is a great story. Uh, you may, um, you can go to episode, I think it's episode, what did I say? 17 or 18. It, I released it in December at the end of December. 17 or 19, I think. I don't remember. I don't think it's 17. I think it's maybe 18 or 19. But it was the end of December 20, end of December 2020. That's when I had released that one, which we had actually recorded in the summer. Um, and you know what? It was such a great episode that I felt once I had a new platform, the podcast platform, it, des it deserved a, a spot on that platform. But now I think that, you know, things have changed. Well, they've evolved, let's just say in the world since then. And there's so much more we can talk about. So George, give us a little short, little. A short recap. Okay. Sure. I'm an inventor and uh, I heard about this thing called Brown's gas <clears throat> because it, it was popping its head up in the mid eighties. Uh, and, and supposedly you could weld uh, 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 
plastic to tungsten. Uh, in other words, weird welding to things. You could weld things together that wouldn't otherwise weld together, which that turned out to be a myth, by the way. But, but I, as an inventor, I build things that uh, aren't on the shelf. If there is something on the shelf, then I use that in my inventions or I improve upon it or whatever. But, but I, I, I learn all the kind, new kinds of welding techniques and things like that. And I like to have them in my workshop. So I went uh, to buy one of these machines and I was quoted $300,000. No joke. Holy, okay. <laughs> all right. That, so that my income, something to think about. <laughs> way outside any budget that I could conceive of at the time. And, uh, and so as an inventor, I just, and, and knowing electrolysis and everything already, I, I decided I would just simply do some research and build my own Brown's gas machine. Because uh, I, I mean, I have a big ego and I think I can do things like that. So turns out that I did. I built my, my own machine and uh, when it was finally tested against one of these $300,000 machines, uh, I, I produced the same amount of gas using half the amount of electricity and the machine was only half the weight and half the size. So I built a much better machine myself than because of my alternative energy research, I was able to incorporate in and my knowledge of electrolysis. Right. So in any case, I did a really good job. And, uh, and, and so now I had a Brown's gas machine in my shop and I was able to test the gas against other, uh, other Brown's gas machines to make sure I still had the, exactly the same gas and then all the experiments that I did. And there's a whole bunch of things I could get into on that. But we'll just fast forward. Okay. And this was really, this Brown's gas machine at the time was for industrial purposes. This was about welding stuff, guys. So just to be clear, yes. we're still on the Brown's gas for welding right. things together. So what happened was uh, about 10 years later, uh, one of my customers, for no apparent reason I can ever conceive of, decided to use the machine from one of the gas from one of these welding machines to, uh, and, and I had built uh, grounds gas electrolyzers for automobile use and uh, other things as well. But he used the gas, he bubbled it through water, and then he used that water on a melanoma on his forehead, skin cancer. And you never went back and asked him why he did that? I, I, did he read I, something somewhere? I, or I, like? I, I, <laughs> but he sent me uh, a letter saying this is what he had done. And in three weeks time, his melanoma had disappeared, completely gone. And I didn't believe him. I just, I just, That's I couldn't fair. conceive of using a combustible industrial gas as a uh, therapeutic, uh, for therapeutic uses. However, being the open-minded person that I am, not really, uh, but supposed to be as an inventor, I, uh, I did have several thousand uh, followers at that time. And I, and I sent out a, an email saying this was a potential, potential use for the gas. So all these people who had electrolyzers started using it, or a lot of them, not all of them, obviously. Uh, and, and I started to get all these um, reports back of, of these various things that were happening, improving people's health. Now it was back in 1996. So just one sec, but I'm just going to slow us down here. So what this guy did is he bubbled the Brown's gas through water. Then he soaked a cloth or something in that water and a applied ball, it. A cotton a ball, ball and then put it in a, a, just a regular juice cap. Uh, just put the cotton ball in the cap and then taped the cap over the, uh, Thing, and then he would re-wet that cotton ball several times a day. Okay, got it. Uh, and by the way, since then, and I actually have pictures of this, uh, there was a, a, a person with uh, uh, skin cancer in Germany, uh, and it, it looked really gross. These, this guy, they, I got pictures of the essentially before and after on this one. And again, in three weeks' time, uh, it, was, it was done. And I, I have pictures on that particular one. And all he did, all they did in that case is put a shower cap on, the kind of a cap you put on to prevent your hair from getting wet in the shower and, and just put a tube up there. So that it had grounds gas over the entire head. Kind oh of yeah. I did that with my hand for a while. Yeah. Yes. With, yes. A, with a rubber glove. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, again, it really helped with all these reports coming in and I was so busy doing other things with the industrial uses of the gas and, and that it took me until 2005. Okay. Nine years later before <laughs> I tried bubbling the water, uh, it, it, bubbling the gas in water and drinking it myself. I, nine years. Okay. So that's how open-minded I am. But in two years as doing that, I, I didn't get sick. I used to get uh, a cold and flu, you know, three times a winter and I was used to that. And then, you know, you take your medications and your boxes of Kleenex and all the, and, and you just, I just, that's what I expect, but I didn't get sick anymore. Not, not even a sniffle. Hmm. And I thought to myself, Whoa, this is nice. So then with all of my customers, 
telling me that it's working for them. There was nobody with any negative at all, ever. And then, so with all that happening, and then the, um, um, uh, my own results, I decided, okay, we can start bubbling it in the water. We can bubble the gas in the water and drink it. And I, and I spread that information around, and a lot of people did. And, and then from uh, 2007, which is when I started uh, uh, endorsing it that way, um, up until 2016, my customers were asking me, can we inhale the gas? <laughs> and I was saying, no, don't do that. It's a combustible gas. You don't want to have an explosion in your lungs and splatter your body over the walls. You know, it's like, uh, it wouldn't. Bad episode of SpongeBob. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so in 2015, one of these uh, customers sent me a video of a hydrogen bar over in Asia, Korea, I believe it was, yeah. where people were going in and, and, it showed the Brown's gas machine that they were using. And I knew that that particular model. So I knew that my machines were as good or, or better than that one. And they would go in like we buy a cup of coffee. They'd go in, sit down in a comfortable chair, put on the cannulas, get a 10 or 15 minute treatment and go on about their day. And evidently it was giving them uh, a, a good boost of their day and things like that. So, and I suddenly realized ah, it's, being an inventor is a, you're wrong a lot. Okay. So <laughs> that's, I, I think, I think it goes, it comes with the territory. Yes. Yeah, it, it really does. 99 times out of a hundred, you're wrong, but you but you test the hypothesis. This is a scientific method. And then the 1% where I'm right, there's some things I can do in, in my other lines of research that are supposedly impossible because I found the key to whatever it is. In any case, what happens here is if you mix the gas, with the Brown's gas with enough air as you're inhaling so that the mixture of uh, the, the actual percentage of hydrogen is under 4.7%. Right. It's non-combustible. It well, is non-explosive. It's totally, totally safe to inhale. And it's 100% non-toxic. You can, you can theoretically inhale 100% Brown's gas without any air and it would be I, totally uh, breathable. But I did once. But that's a totally expensive, but that's a totally explosive mixture. So yeah, I, I did it. once do that by accident. <laughs> I have to admit, I had my machine on at 100% because I was trying to bubble water quickly so I could drink it. Yeah. And then I turned it off and then I forgot. And then I put no, my no, cannula you, on. You misunderstood. First of all, that's true. That's 100% on the machine. Yeah. But that's only 50 liters an hour. I'm talking about oh, oh, okay. breathing no air. Only brown skin. Only brown skin. Okay, yeah, no, I've never done that. <laughs> you don't have a machine that's large enough to do that. I no. did have a machine uh, one time that was large enough to do that, that I had built for a customer. But uh, but you definitely don't want to inhale that amount of gas because, it, and, but to show that it's safe, uh, uh, deep sea divers do do inhale an oxygen-hydrogen mixture with no nitrogen when they go really deep in the in the ocean. Right. So there's no, uh, um, and because hydrogen comes in and out of the bloodstream a lot easier than uh, 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 nitrogen or even helium. Right. So in any case, uh, it's it's totally safe to inhale, except for this uh, little thing about it being explosive if you inhale too much <laughs> hydrogen in your the mixture. So. So. And it turns out you don't need to. No. Because uh, a two percent, which is most what the scientific experiments do, that are doing it for therapeutic use, uh, they do a two percent mixture. And a 2% mixture will uh, uh, saturate your blood in about 15 minutes, 28 max, uh, between 10 and 15 minutes usually. And after saturation, you actually exhale any additional hydrogen. The blood gets saturated, and then it just like carbon dioxide, the extra comes just out. Just gets rid of it. So there's no sense to inhaling uh, more than you need anyway. Like more isn't going to give you more therapeutic benefit. Okay. Uh, longer will, but we can get into that in a little bit. So okay. back to my history. So in, uh, in 2015, they sent me this video. I realized that I had been an idiot for another 10 years. <laughs> we live and learn. <laughs> okay, yeah, another piece of my idiocy. And no, it was totally life is long. Yeah. So then in uh, March of 2016, there were some things that were happening in my life that prevented me from doing it immediately. In March of 2016, I started to inhale the gas and, uh, and I did it on video um, and I have a, a video, that video up online the first time because I thought to myself, you know, if I'm inhaling and something goes wrong, at least there'll be a video record of my idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> and all my customers can learn from my mistake. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. But it turns out that it was really, really good and, uh, and, and uh, gave me immediate effects. And then things uh, started to improve since then. I thought I was a healthy person. I was really only inhaling because I thought 
because I wanted to prove that it was safe to inhale. Right. I, I didn't realize that my tinnitus would disappear, that uh, my hair would stop falling out. It's actually some of it's actually growing back in. That uh, I wouldn't have to wear glasses anymore. That my uh, um, psoriasis would disappear. That my warts would disappear. That that there's so many things. My my heart uh, um, had a uh, what did, what do they call it? Murmur. Heart murmur disappeared. Uh, there's so many things that happened in my body that I was living with that I didn't realize. I just thought I was healthy. And, and, and then there was additional things like there was a time when uh, at the foundation of the house I'm, I'm uh, living in needed, uh, we were building a basement next door next to it. And I had to take out the old foundation and the, the 20, 30 year old uh, guys that were there were scared of the jackhammer. <laughs> <laughs> now I jackhammered when I was working in the mines back in the day, you know, 40 years ago, actually longer than that now. But anyway, the, uh, and, and so I just grabbed the jackhammer and jackhammered all day and I hadn't been really doing any physical exercise. And I thought that I was going to have to pay for that big time, but mm -hmm. it needed to be done. So I just did it. I knew how to do it. I just did it. Nothing, not a single sore muscle, nothing. It was, it was amazing. I, and another time I, I was uh, pounding a post in and I, and I sprained my shoulder and I knew a sprain like that would take at least three weeks to heal. Three days, three days I was healed. Just from inhaling. Just from inhaling and drinking the water. You have to do both to get the right. optimal. Effect. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Okay. So, but meanwhile, you're also at this point finding out that there's a lot of research that's happened that hasn't really made its way to North America it's only starting, maybe it's starting now. I mean, with, with the, and you know, there's this whole interest. So a couple of things that I'm going to actually get out of my brain any second now. I really wish my machine was working. Um, so number one is that there are volumes of research about Brown's gas, that some, some of which is attributed to hydrogen sometimes because the methodology really is going to be producing Brown's gas, not just the hydrogen that we can talk about. And also... Well, well, let's just start with that. Okay. Okay. So, so the let's, because, of, uh, basically at some point, yeah, at some point you figured out, and maybe it was the initial was when you discovered these Brown's gas bars in, well, in Asia, you're like, okay, well, if they're, they're, they've got bars, there's got to be research. Like somebody has to have been looking into this to decide that it's something that. Yeah, that's, that's a really interesting uh, thing, a story, uh, how it comes in. Obviously, people started whenever they saw something, they would forward it to me. You, you're probably aware of that yourself, being a, uh, a center at, of information. So information came in that way. But also there was a fellow by the name of Tyler LeBaron. Back I in know Tyler, yes. yes. <clears throat> Hydrogen guy. <laughs> that's right. Uh, he consulted with me back when he was uh, still a medical student uh, about hydrogen for health. And I helped him the best I could. And then later we got back in touch and stuff. And now it's Dr. Tyler LeBaron and he's yes. the hydrogen man, um, the real hydrogen man. Um, <laughs> well, that's a whole nother story. The, uh, and, we, and, and, he, and he started uh, accumulating all of these studies because he was in a situation where he could and he had access to those. And he's put up a website called molecularhydrogen.com. Uh, Dot com, I think it is. No, I think it's so here. I I always forget. It's either the molecular hydrogen institute.com or the Mo yeah. molecular hydrogen foundation. And I will put that in the show notes for sure. Okay, good. I, yeah, I was just going to look it up. But if you, it, it, with my uh, browser, if I just start typing molecular, it just fills it in and I, and I can go there. <laughs> anyway, if people want to see a lot of studies on uh, hydrogen, uh, the therapeutic benefits of hydrogen, uh, you can go there and pretty much. Every ailment known to man yeah. is, uh, is listed on his website and the kind of benefits that you can have and, and things like that. And, and, and that's great. So uh, being where I am in the, in the hydrogen field and being in the therapeutic uh, uh, aspect of it now at this point fully, uh, it's pretty much taken over my entire life. I, uh, I, I wanted to be able to prove because I, I had a theory that Brown's gas was better than pure hydrogen. Now, don't get me wrong. I have nothing against pure hydrogen. Pure hydrogen, people should be doing at least pure hydrogen as a supplement, ongoing, everybody. We're, we're all hydrogen deficient, and I can, I can prove that. Okay. So that said, I felt that the Brown's gas probably had an advantage because there are certain things I knew about Brown's gas that, uh, that regular hydrogen does not have. And that, that falls under the, the uh, label of what I call electrically expanded water. And we can right. get into that a little bit more. 
But in the end, what it does is add extra electrons. And for people who understand about the quality and therapeutic values of water, um, uh, getting uh, ORP, uh, oxygen reduction potential, is measured in millivolts. And, and the millivolts are, are uh, caused by electrons in the water. And so the, the more electrons there are, the lower the ORP, the more negative it is. So you, you, you obviously want water that has a very low ORP. You can actually drink water, which is dehydrating, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. Sure. And a lot of tap water is like that because, or de-energizing maybe is a better way of saying it because it has a, a positive ORP, which means it's deficient in electrons. And when you drink it, your body will give it electrons. It'll take electrons from your body to come to zero okay. to be, to, to be uh, neutral. And so you're actually sucking energy out of your body while you're drinking water. This is not good. No. So you should always be drinking water that at least has a negative ORP of some sort. And when you add the Brown's gas to water, it immediately drops the ORP in, into, well into the negative range. So when you're drinking the water, you're getting those extra electrons, which are bioavailable electrons. This is very important. Now, another reason why it's, it's really important is because of antioxidants. Now, hydrogen itself is the world's best antioxidant. There's, there's absolutely nothing better. And of course, our bodies are made of 62 by volume, by volume. 62% hydrogen, 24% oxygen, 12% carbon, and 2% everything else. So yeah. whenever you're talking about the vitamins and minerals and all that kind of stuff, they're always talking about the 2%, not the 62%. So your most important nutrient is the hydrogen, which is one reason why, and, and there's reasons why we're hydrogen deficient, but it's our most important mac macronutrient. And it's involved in every process in the body. It's also the world's best antioxidant. Now we know we have to get rid of the free radicals. And a free radical is simply a molecule that has uh, deficient electrons. So as soon as you give it electrons, it, uh, it, it, it neutralizes the uh, radical and, and, uh, and it, it doesn't burn you anymore, called oxidation in the body. But, and, and there's something called oxidative cascade where a molecule will come along and steal an electron from something else. And then that one is electron deficient and it'll go and yeah. grab one from something else. And there's this cascade that goes through your body, just kind of like uh, stressing everything out. Yeah. Well, add a bunch of electrons in there. You, you stop that oxidative cascade immediately, mm -hmm. which, uh, which in uh, current terms, there's, there's uh, diseases out there that cause what's called cytokine storms. Yeah. Which that's, uh, and so this kind of thing stops the cytokine storms in its tracks. Done. Okay, so you got it, and so it, it just, in minutes, there's a, 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 a start to recovery. Okay, so getting back to the uh, uh, Brown's gas. So I, there were things I knew about the Brown's gas that made it better therapeutically than hydrogen, in my opinion. So then we've undertaken a few studies, and there's a study in Germany, which uh, they've done all the pre-studies now, and they're, and they're going back and, and, uh, and uh, doing it again, where they, they tested uh, fish in a tank. They had three tanks. Okay, one of the one of the tanks has uh, just a regular hydrogen nitrogen mixture uh, bubbling in it. Air, I uh, sorry, oxygen. <laughs> excuse me, hydrogen on the brain. I'm like hydrogen and nitrogen air. That's interesting. <laughs> no, no, oxygen nitrogen mixture, just air. Okay, yeah. bubbling in like a normal fish tank, and the next one has hydrogen added to it. So they're bubbling uh, air nitrogen or sorry hydrogen mixture uh, oxyhydrogen. And the, uh, and the other one is Brown's gas. So they're only bubbling Brown's gas in it, no air. The second, the second one is no air, it's just uh, oxygen and hydrogen. And the first one, of course, was air, which is oxygen, nitrogen. Okay. The, uh, the, um, the fish in the oxyhydrogen tank did twice as good. In other words, they grew twice as fast, they were healthy, all that kind of stuff, as the, uh, oxy the regular air, oxynitrogen tank. And the, and the Brown's gas tank did 30% better than the uh, oxyhydrogen tank. Wow. So they, there's, a, there's life when you're doing life. Now, I, I had thought that this would be the case because there, there's a lot of plant experiments that have been being done over the years. Mm -hmm. Some of them just with straight hydrogen and some of them with the uh, Brown's gas, a lot of them with Brown's gas in this case, because Brown's gas is a lot easier and less expensive to manufacture than the oxyhydrogen uh, machines that are out there. And and yeah, less expensive was a was a big factor in this. Big particular. factor, yeah. Yeah. So 
the uh, it, so that it's this electrically expanded water that really makes the difference in the brown therapeutic uh, aspect of the Brown's gas. So that's really, I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned this, but the, so it works well with fish, which is great. We're not fish. We're going to move on from that shortly, but it's, it's a good sign. Um, you got to start with somewhere. But one of the things that I've learned about hydrogen gas, the, the molecular hydrogen, when we use molecular hydrogen, one of the reasons why it's touted as being such an amazing molecule is, and Tyler talks about this, or at least he used to when I heard him speak last, was that it's a selective antioxidant. So we know that we don't want to just be pounding antioxidants all the time because there's a time and a place for oxidation in the system. What we don't want is for it to go rampant and get out of control. And somehow molecular hydrogen, because I think it's because it has a relatively weak charge, it will only go after, it'll only somehow resolve the more severe or the, the stronger oxidative stressors and not be and not be a factor. So it will allow for, and it's not that it's smart, but it's more that because of its properties, it's selective in the sense that it seems to target the damaging oxidation versus oxidative damage versus the stuff that you, we need. Is that, is that your understanding as well? That's fairly accurate. My understanding is slightly different than that. And when you combine oxygen and hydrogen, you get water. So the, yeah. the, the byproducts are absolutely non-toxic. And the second thing is, uh, if you take a lot of vitamin C or, or uh, vitamin E, for example, um, it does tend to clog things up and uh, and and take out, uh, combine with all, like you say, free radicals. And there's some free radicals that you actually want, like um, I think they call it uh, ox- nitrous o- oxide. Nitric oxide. O- nitric oxide. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's there's several different ways they combine oxygen and nitrogen. So and and I I come from a combustion background, right. so, so I keep getting that mixed up. But anyway, there's a nitric oxide that is floating around in your bloodstream that keeps the cardiovascular system um, uh, flexible and and uh, and it's very important for us guys because it it helps get erect and you know all these yeah, other all those things. <laughs> yes, because that. Vasodilation. Away, that's not good. All right, it is, it, your blood vessels start to crack, and 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 you don't. It, your cardiovascular system just doesn't work like it's supposed to. So you definitely don't want to have too much antioxidant. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the uh, the hydrogen combines with uh, things that are are really uh, damaging in your body, like the uh, oxidative free radicals that are that burn right. you rather than than assist you, and 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 essentially neutralize them on the spot. Plus, hydrogen can fit where a lot of these other ones like vitamin E cannot. It's like 400 times smaller. Right. So go right through the cell membranes and actually fix damage even to your DNA. It goes mm-hmm. obviously through the blood-brain barrier and fixes things in the brain and, and all of that. And this is being shown uh, with all kinds of uh, studies and that, that it, it, it can sink right into the tissues. Which brings me back to another point about the machines is that longer is better than more. More doesn't give you any any better therapeutic effect. If you go from a 2% to a 4% hydrogen mixture and into inhaled breath, for example, because once the blood is saturated, you exhale any excess. However, longer is better. And they're, and they're showing, for example, in, uh, um, I'm not sure if I can say this, <laughs> so I won't, uh, but, but let's say you have a disease that it, you're in stage four and okay. it has metastasized from your lungs to your brain. For example, and, yes, okay. And there is a study that's on my uh, eagle-research.life website that, that shows this woman who chose Brown's gas as her only treatment, no radiation or chemo or anything like that. So, and then I'm now forgetting if it was three or six months time, let's just say six months, uh, went back for a, a checkup and all the uh, metastasize in the, in the brain was gone and most of the uh, initial disease in the lungs was gone just from what she was doing is inhaling for at least eight hours a day. So she was literally sitting there or sleeping or sleeping or whatever. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, and so longer is better. Now that's really dramatic, that particular one. But in but the, so, but that would be in the presence of disease for sure. And yeah, but a lot of people are deficient and don't even know it. And that's, that's why if you have a scar on your body, for example, I, I, I contend that you're hydrogen deficient because your body has simply patched that instead of healing it. And mm-hmm. that's what happened to me. 
when I, it, it took about eight months and I, and I realized that most of my scars were gone. And I, because just to give a quick little overview, when you are hydrogen deficient, your body shuts off extreme, not immediately life-threatening extraneous things. And sure. one of the first things it shuts off is the uh, regeneration system, which the body has an amazing regeneration system, but it, mm -hmm. it mostly shuts it off because it's not immediately life-threatening. And then if you still are hydrogen deficient after that, uh, then it shuts, starts shutting off your immune systems. So you get sick and, like the, and then it starts shutting off your organs and you die if you, if you just don't ever get enough hydrogen. With myself, I uh, just for an example, when I started inhaling, uh, my organs healed, like this heart murmur I'd had for 50 years went away. Um, and then as I continued to inhale, I didn't get sick anymore. And as far as viruses go, I had hand warts and a, uh, and a planter's wart on my foot, and those disappeared. And then as, it, as you it continue to have enough hydrogen, your regeneration systems turn back online, and that's where my skin actually healed and my scars uh, disappeared. Right. So, so that's, uh, if you're, like I say, if you have scars, you're hydrogen deficient. And so you're, and what we're talking about here, and I just want to be clear with the listeners, like George spends a lot of time at his computer as I do. Um, and so we're talking about inhaling this gas for many hours a day, pretty much whenever you're sitting down. Right. For the most part, you've got your cannula on and you're, and I've right. started, you know, it's funny. I've, I've, like I said to you, I had my machine. I used it a lot last summer. I carried it back and forth to the cottage all summer. My husband's like, Jiminy Cricket, like how much stuff do you need? Like I had all these, you know, I've got all my stuff and my, I had my bed cooling system and then I had the Brown's gas machine and he's, poor guy is like, oh my, it's like a move every time <laughs> We go back and forth. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just suck it up here. Just grab this. It'll fit in the car. Um, and then I, and then for some reason that I can't explain, I just stopped in the fall at some point and I've just gone back to it now. But what I, I think that what's important to share with people is that we're talking about months and months and a couple of years really of consistent use that you started to see these transformations start to happen in your body. Yes. I didn't start seeing uh, scars disappear until at least eight months. Yeah, after so, so that's, that's a long time. And you know, it's interesting because I've heard from people, even in my Facebook community, a couple of people who have Brown's gas machines and a couple of them love them. And one woman's like, well, I bought it because I wanted my skin to be better and, and I just stopped using it. And I'm like, because it didn't do anything. I'm like, okay, well, how long did you use it for? I mean, this is information, right? I'm like, call George. And she said, well, I used it for 30 days. And I'm like, did you not listen to the podcast? <laughs> 30 days is not, I mean, 30 days is enough for some stuff. And I would say it's enough for like um, something acute or fresh, right? Um, when I had this, this cyst thing that, that exploded on my hand from on my finger joint, that's arthritic. And I mean, I, I actually took your advice. I took a before picture and then I took an after picture and I used the Brown's gas like three times a day for 10 to 15 minutes each time I had the rubber glove on and I holding it with the other hand and blowing up the glove with the gas. And um, it, I, I can't remember if it took a couple of weeks or something, but it didn't take that long and the inflammation just disappeared. So, but, so acutely it'll work probably pretty quickly. And the older the, the older the condition or the injury or the dysfunction, the longer it's going to take. Yes, and it, and it can be a gradual thing as well because, sure. like I say, it's nutrition. It's a, in fact, the hydrogen is the building block of life in our bodies. Everything yeah. is built around the hydrogen. And, uh, and that reminded me of another thing that I had uh, happening was I, I had neuropathy in my hand. Right. I lost the feeling in the palm of my left hand and on the, front, on the shins, the fronts of both my legs. And it was, I, I knew that I was getting the feeling back in my hand but about the time I got all the feeling back in my hand, because that was scaring me, losing the feeling in my hand. I knew the nerves were going, right? Sure. So was, that was, I, I didn't want to lose, lose, lose the use of my hand. And I did have arthritis as well. So now I have full uh, movement and, and zero pain and, and what have you. So the, um, and I realized suddenly that I had regained the feeling in the fronts of both my legs. Hmm. And so that's nerves healing. And that's, yeah. and that's part of what we are talking about when you're talking about healing the skin, for example. The skin is an amazing organ, and it has layers of all different kinds of things going on in it, including the nerves. And that's why 
if the body needs to just patch it, it just puts the scar tissue on it. It's just a patch, right? Yeah. It's not actually healing. But when you actually heal, that's it, it requires the stem cells and, and all this kind of stuff that then get reactivated. So that that's, it's, yeah, healing happens a lot faster. I have quite a few stories of people who have had burns, for example, mm-hmm. and, it, and even a relatively bad burn heals in days where otherwise it would have taken weeks. And so is that with direct application of like, is that direct application of the gas to the burn or is that inhaling and drinking or all of the above? But, um, direct application works best, but it's, but it's good to be inhaling and drinking at the same time. I, the way I look at it is when you inhale and you drink, your body decides where it's going to put the hydrogen and, and electrons and whatever it's going to do. Uh, if you have a, an acute situation like a burn or a wound uh, and you apply it externally, you are deciding where mm-hmm. it goes. Mm-hmm. That's kind of- right. That's interesting. So let's, um, let's talk a bit about the immune system because you talked about you briefly mentioned the cytokine storm a minute ago, and uh, you sent me some really interesting literature, <laughs> um, some interesting news conferences, studies, articles about Brown's gas machines being used in hospitals overseas um, to help people who are living with respiratory distress, let's say. Yes. <laughs> um, and you know, I don't like, you know what guys, we'll come out with it. This is a very controversial topic and um, it's a very difficult topic to discuss. And I don't, neither George nor I are here to make any medical claims whatsoever. But what seems to be coming to light for people who have access to, um, I guess, information that's published in other places in their own language is that Brown's gas machines, generators, not the Aquacure necessarily. I mean, other Brown's gas generators, because they do exist um, and are in use in other cultures, seem to be playing a, a not insignificant role in helping people to recover faster. And definitely it's people quite often who have not gotten to the uber critical stage, but people who are bad enough that they're struggling to breathe, they're having pain, you know, their bodies are now going down that, that road of spinning out, as it were. So do you want to talk about that a little bit, George? Or, and, so and again, I'm going to say again, we're not, do- neither one of us is a doctor. Yes, George sells the Aquacure, but, you know, just to be clear, we're sharing this information with you guys just so it's out there but you're going to have to do your own due diligence on this. And yes. And in fact, uh, when I, when I got very specific about this and, and put a, a video up on YouTube, because I talked at a, uh, a conference <clears throat> on the uh, virus du jour uh, it, in uh, um, uh, Germany, uh, that video got taken down in five minutes. So it's, sure. it's very, very uh, hot topic. It's yeah, a hot potato. Yeah, <laughs> hot potato. Yeah, non-talked non about. Okay. So in generalities, um, the, the virus du jour is, uh, is a blood virus, not a respiratory virus. Right. This is very important to understand when you're treating something, you have to know what it, what it is. Mm-hmm. And that is the novel and unique thing about this particular virus that we're talking about. Um, not, 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 it's actually just the common cold du jour virus as far as a, a virus, a coronavirus is concerned. The coronavirus yeah. is a, is a common cold. Right. So, the, um, so, but it's novel in that it, it's not a respiratory one. It's a blood one. Now, if you, if you're in the latter stages of the pathology, uh, you get into something called a cytokine storm, which then that's the point where people were going into the hospital. So you have to forgive the doctors. This is the first presentation that they were seeing is respiratory issues. They weren't seeing the uh, initial um, uh, symptoms, which by the way, the very initial symptom is a drop in blood oxygen. I, I have quite a yes. few articles on, on that. So if you get a pulse ox- oximeter and put it on your finger, I, I have one and, and everyone around me uh, has these and we test our blood every day. And, uh, and if you notice a drop more than four points from your usual, then it's time to start some sort of a treatment. And you treat the blood. You don't, you don't treat the lungs because that a lot of, most of the people they're putting on respirators die, like 80, 90%. Yeah. The, uh, the, but you treat the blood. 
and we'll get back to the Browns gas in this in just a second. But the point of the matter is that the uh, the virus seems to kick the uh, zinc. Or, or sorry, zinc is another issue. Kick the ferritin, iron, uh, whatever a heme, whatever they want to call it, out of the red blood cells. And when a red blood cell doesn't have the iron in it, it can't attach to the oxygen. Right. So you have blood pumping around in your body that can't attach to oxygen, so your oxygen levels start to drop. Right. Now, pressurizing the lungs doesn't put more oxygen in your blood. It put a little in the plasma, but not very much. And the because um, your blood can't take the oxygen, it doesn't matter how much pressure there is. Right. What you have to do is treat the blood. And there's various ways of doing that um, without getting into the uh, stuff that um, President Trump talked about and, and a few things like that. We, there, there are many treatments that treat the blood and, and the Brown's gas tends to be one of them. Because what happens is with the electrically expanded water going in, it charges the red blood cells. So even without the iron, the red blood cells all of a sudden can carry oxygen again because they have a charge on them and it actually take, takes the oxygen. So in minutes, it starts to circulate the oxygen around. And in the Asian countries where they were using the Brown's gas to treat the, the uh, virus du jour, the, um, it's now the, uh, the number one treatment. So like uh, nearly 2 billion people on the planet, this is the number one treatment for the virus du jour. And people can have it in their own home. That's no problem. And the, and mm -hmm. the videos online were showing people that, that, that came out of the Asian countries were showing people that when they started treating them with the Brown's gas, it was minutes. And they were yeah. at the, of the cytokine storm where, where a, normally a doctor would be thinking of putting a, people on a ventilator. And then within three days, they're walking out of the hospital. It, 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 it just totally mitigates all the symptoms, which most of the symptoms of this particular disease are because of low blood oxygen. And the long haulers, it's the same exact thing. They have had damage to their body due to having low blood oxygen for an extended period of time. Like right. and, and that sort of thing. So if you look at it, and even the blood clots and all that, all that, it all had to do with the low blood oxygen. As soon as you get the oxygen level up, you, you start mitigating the uh, symptoms and then the effects and, and the whole thing goes. <laughs> it's fascinating. The, so in, in real life. Uh, yeah, well, the idea of treating, of treating, of bringing something into play that is able to affect the blood, the blood's oxygen carrying capacity. Right. I've never really heard it expressed that way. It certainly makes all the sense in the world. And you know, the, the, the idea that blood has the ability to carry oxygen in the absence of, of iron, of heme iron, is pretty, I would say that's pretty revolutionary as a, as a concept, right? But it's a temporary measure, I guess. It's a temporary so measure, body. and of course, as the immune system and everything kicks back in gear, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, um, virus gets kicked out of the red blood cells. That's, that's where the uh, zinc and things like that come in because the zinc stops the virus rep replication in the, in the right. blood. And, and e e e I, I can't pronounce it correctly. Epithelial cells? The, the anyway, epithelial cells? Epithelial cells. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I am a mechanic, not a doctor. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and we're going to keep repeating that because I just, we just need to keep context here. And, the, and definitely the blood vessels sustain Major damage. an attack. A major damage. So I wanted to say, you know, there's your pulse, on, pulse oximeter is a great tool. This band, this is called the BioStrap, actually also measures blood oxygen saturation at night. And the other thing it measures, which is really interesting, is arterial elasticity. Oh, and yes. one of the things, and permeability. And one of the things they've been able to show, and I don't know if the research is published yet, but I know that clinically they've shown that the what happens to the arteries in um, in the presence of of the virus of the day, if we're not going to call it, you know, of COVID, is that um, the arteries become leaky. So in, it's not that they become stiff; it's actually the contrary. They start to leak um, because they get damaged. And um, this this particular device actually can give doctors insight into that, which is really quite a fascinating use. But also the the oxygen saturation of the blood is a very, um, very, very early and good indicator that something's right. awry. Um, we do tend to get off into this particular subject because it's on everybody's mind, but the Brown's gas is really overall health thing. It's yes. not, it's yeah. not that, uh, I will say that, uh, one particular story that, that 
that thrilled my heart was when a person, his next door neighbor had uh, um, the virus of the day and was having a hard time. And so this particular guy went out to the hardware store and bought a long hose, a long piece of tubing, and and went from his machine in his house. He didn't Did borrow not. the machine to his neighbor. <laughs> he sent the, sent the gas over to his neighbor's house through the window, <laughs> and his neighbor was inhaling. And again, in three days, it was it was done. He, he helped his neighbor and Overcome. just by sending a hose over to the other guy's house. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, I thought so too. That's rather funny. So let's talk about Brands Gas now for other in other ways that it'll support immunity, because you talked earlier about, you know, warts resolving, the fact that you didn't get sick anymore, um, like you didn't come down with common viruses. That that hasn't got anything to do with the, I mean, it sort of has something to do with oxygen carrier capacity, but we could say that it's not necessarily the yes, same mechanism. The immune Your immune system turns back on when the body has the ability to do that. And then, and our immune systems are absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, better than any man-made anything like man-made stuff like any any honest doctor in my opinion will will know that they aren't healing anyone mm-hmm. all the best they can do is make is put the body in a condition to heal itself into a position to heal itself right and body heals always heals itself so if the immune systems of the body are are absolutely mind-boggling when you think of all the different kinds of things that that uh, it can heal and, and deals with every day. There's millions of pathogens in our body on a sure. constant basis that, that our immune system is keeping in check. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, one reason why people were getting the flu, uh, do get the flu uh, in the wintertime is simply because uh, lack of nutrition like vitamin D, which mm-hmm. is actually a hormone, but <laughs> go yeah. figure. Well, we'll call it a vitamin for now, yes. But in any case, the uh, uh, lack of nutrition uh, the, the immune system loses some of its uh, ability. You still got the machine gun, but no bullets, you know, and, you can't. and yeah. so these pathogens start to get out of control and that, that the body would just normally take care of. So if, if you keep proper nutrition, there's a really low likelihood that you'll ever get actually sick where the body has to raise a fever, for example, to help fight. See, fevers are not a bad thing. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So it's all immune responses, your, your, uh, these, these symptoms that they're having. So sometimes suppressing the symptoms isn't the best idea. Mm-hmm. It actually creates super pathogens because whatever pathogen survives your immune system then can survive better out there. Yeah. Well, they adapt. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, we, we see it all over the place. We I see bugs, bugs adapting to herbicide or to pesticides um, weeds adapting to herbicides, like we, we see that adaptation in nature all the time. That's one thing, well, one of the many things that nature is able to do quite efficient, effectively. Is, is, and we do too. Yeah. We're part of nature and our yeah. bodies adapt. And, and that's why we, uh, but we have general things too. Like uh, kids, for example, have nonspecific antibodies and they're very powerful. And as, the, uh, as we grow older, we tend to get more specific antibodies, which tends to crowd out the, the non-specific ones. But it's one reason why kids, uh, they don't really have a developed immune system, but they've got an immune system that takes care of a lot of these, these things uh, right off the bat. And of course, in the colostrum, the mother's milk and stuff, they get antibodies and what have you that they uh, otherwise helps develop them against whatever their, their current environment is, the mother grew up in, whatever it is. Right. Right. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. How about if we moved on to something like inflammation, which again, plays a role. Well, and it plays a role in all of this, right? So inflammation Inflammation. is the fire that's burning, that's kind of distracting attention from other things that maybe need to be taken care of. And if we can- Well, inflammation is a good thing and a bad thing. A lot of things have a double-edged sword. You you need some inflammation in the body for various things to get things done, to get things started. Yep. But then you have to clamp that down and mitigate it once the process, the healing process, for example, is started. So the, uh, and, the, and, the, and the hydrogen helps do both of that. It, it helps um, uh, mitigate the inflammation. It, it helps start the uh, healing process. And then it helps damp- dampen the mitigation, cools it, cools the flames. So it's almost like uh, throwing water on a flame. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and people who have arthritis, for example, they know that right away when they when the inflammation is causing the pain. A lot of pain is caused by inflammation. Mm-hmm. So if 
we can tamp that down, then it mitigates not only the inflammation and allow, but allows the healing process to continue, but takes away the pain. And and goodness gracious, pain takes away from the quality of life big time. You just when you're in pain, you you just it's hard to be happy. Well, and it's also it becomes limiting, right? And it's funny as you're saying this because I have, um, as you know, I've got inflammation in one finger, and I was starting to feel it coming in the other hand. And it just, as you're talking, it suddenly occurred to me that my other hand doesn't actually feel quite as tender as it did a little while ago. I wonder if that has anything to do with um, resuming my Brown's gas. uh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, see, sitting in front of my computer for hours a day maybe is paying off in ways that nobody could have ever imagined. (laughs) That's what happened to me. I, I I had no idea that my body would start to heal like this. I had I literally was doing it just to prove it was safe. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's really interesting. Um, all right. Well, George, is there anything else you think you sh- we should cover today? I mean, there's so much more we could cover. I know. Um, and well, I, I think. Talk about a couple of things that are happening. There's, there's a scientific studies now being started yes. using Brown's gas uh, for Parkinson's disease. Okay. Okay. It's great. No, because well, I know about hydrogen in Parkinson's disease. So let's talk about that a little bit because I know right. that it's, it's getting a lot of attention over in uh, in England right now, and uh, uh, I think it's Oxford even is, yeah. is going to be having one of the uh, studies. So in any case, what happens is um, there's people, and I can't say their name right now because they're they're celebrities, but they um, have Parkinson's. And when they started inhaling the uh, Brown's gas, it mitigated their Parkinson's symptoms within hours, some of them. Really? Within hours. It was astonishing. So they're putting together a documentary, which is one of the reasons I can't talk about it, uh, in addition to these studies. So it won't be but a year or two probably, and there'll be uh, documentaries out uh, using uh, with Brown's gas as the feature uh, mitigation for the Parkinson's disease. Wow, that's amazing. What else? Um, wow. Uh, it just, you practically just named something. <laughs> I know. I know. Like it is, it is that kind of thing, right? It's like, it's like, again, I mean, for me, my first introduction was molecular hydrogen and radiation. Let's, let's talk about radiation. Let's talk about radiation. Okay. okay. Yeah. Good one. Uh, there's a lot of studies out there showing that hydra- hydra- hydrogen itself, pure hydrogen, molecular hydrogen, uh, it tends to be radio protective. In yeah. other words, if you're inhaling or getting a lot of hydrogen, and you don't get the radiation damage. And yeah. a quick little story from my, uh, of my own personal is that uh, I, I took a plane ride from uh, Buffalo to um, Albuquerque. And that was about four hours in flight uh, at a high altitude. And when I got there, there happened to be a woman in the uh, auditorium that had a uh, dark field microscope. So mm-hmm. she was able to uh, take a blood sample and look at it and, and, and see what was going on. And, and there were several things that she saw that were different about my blood because I inhale the Brown's gas regularly that, uh, that, that uh, were different than normal. And one of the things was she could not believe I had just been in an airplane for four hours. She, she had to accept my word for it, of course, but it was, there was Why? no radiation damage. Like she was used to seeing people who come off an aircraft having radiation damage in their blood. And there was zero, none, no radiation damage in the blood. So anyway, these various studies having to do with, let's say, uh, treatment of uh, 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 stage four, whatever diseases, stage one, two, three, four, (laughs) where they use radiation and chemo, if you're doing the Brown's gas, you get a lot less radiation damage from those kind of treatments. And if you have radiation damage from treatments, it heals so much faster. And this is is all being documented in scientific studies now and such. So it it becomes, um, what do they call it, a complementary therapeutic thing. Yeah. So it works alongside it to mitigate the downsides as what they're doing is hopefully going after whatever. But of course, what we've discovered, if, if a person actually goes in and looks, a lot of these complementary uh, treatments, if they had just done that instead of. <laughs> right. But that's a, uh, that's a different discussion. <laughs> yeah. So uh, radiation. Yes, absolutely. And I was, as I was pointing out earlier, when, when, People do stupid things like put their uh, cell phone in their front breast pocket like this, and and uh, there's there's studies that show that the cell phone damages things, like even even uh, holding it to your head. Uh, oh yeah. When they they show the dark field uh, microscope, they they show the blood damage and what have you just from just from that. So there's uh, 
there's various things that a person can do to mitigate that. And, and I'm looking into some of those, not, not strongly, because quite frankly, I'm feeling a little invincible because <laughs> I'm inhaling my brows. Yeah, but you know, if it wasn't so busy fixing the damage from the phone that is preventable, <laughs> it might get to fix other things. I'm just putting it out there, right? As you said earlier, so appropriately, the body will prioritize what it works on based on what's the most important at that time for survival. So yeah. I would argue that if we could remove the things that we are in control of, we might allow the body to spend more time on rejuvenation, which it's only going to do after it's fixed the fires that are burning at them urgently. <laughs> that is wise and sage advice and, and absolutely true. And yes. Yeah, well, I think I have something to help you. So I'll be sending that your way. You'll let me know what you think. Um, it's actually a very low-tech solution to uh, what we can call a high-tech problem. Yeah. Um, so let's. So so just to recap for people that there's many different ways to use, and this is where Brown's gas really shines in a way. I mean, molecular hydrogen. I use it every single morning. I use it to. I put the put it in my water, and that's the water I use to take my supplements. And you know, it's just it's a routine for me now. Um, but with Brown's gas, we can inhale it, we drink it, we apply it topically as a gas, and we apply it topically as the electrically charged water. Um, and all as a way to manage, like this, having this electron-rich water, electrically charged water, because we are essentially electrical beings, do you actually, that brings up a question, do you have a theory in terms of whether or not Brown's gas can help us kind of weather the EMF storm that we're constantly living in on a day-to-day -day basis? Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's, I, I firmly believe that. Yeah. There's, there's some evidence out there, like I say, the, the uh, radiation mitigation kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in my experience and, and what have you, I believe we're, it's only going to get more intense with the, uh, um, again, we can't mention the uh, most current uh, radioact uh, ra radiation that's being rolled out right now. You mean 5G? Oh, well, okay. Oh, we can it. say it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, look, listen, I mean, I think that, and I want to say this to the audience because half the world thinks that, that the world, that the other half of the world is running around with tinfoil hats on their heads. And I think that the one thing we can agree on is that there's not been a whole lot of research that's been done to prove one way or the other that 5G is a positive or a negative. Well, it's not going to be a positive. Is it neutral or is it a, a negative? Um, and there's probably a fair amount of evidence that shows that it's worth studying. And, and we'll definitely, and, definitely leave it at that. It's worth studying. In the, in the meantime, um, does a person walk into a smoky room and, and just inhale smoke for the heck, heck of it? You know, if, you, if, yeah. there's, if, there's, if there's something that you can mitigate, mm -hmm. uh, that, as you so wisely recently told me, um, then it's mm -hmm. wise to do that. And, and uh, um, one thing that I do is my, uh, my electronics are on uh, timers so that when I go to bed, they just automatically all shut down. Nice. So the, the, uh, and, and when I was in Australia, they actually had in the rooms that I was in a switch that, uh, that shut off certain receptacles and stuff in the room. And so instead of having a Did power bar, really? you have to crawl under and, and shut off a power bar it was right there at the door, just like the regular light switch. So the, uh, and I thought that was great. So when I was building this particular house, I actually incorporated that into my bedrooms and stuff so that when, uh, when you go to sleep at night, you can just simply shut off all the extraneous, like the TV and all that kind of stuff that would normally uh, have a little bit of radiation and, and power. That mm -hmm. it all off. That's so. fascinating. All right. So one gets charged outside the room in another room. And absolutely. Well, that's, I mean, listen, I have this discussion with my clients all the time. No, you do not need your phone on and next to your head all night. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the reasons why we got a landline back, right? So that it's kind of like the bat phone. If anybody really needs to reach us at night, they know that our cell phones are off and they are to use the landline, which is in a closet in the bedroom. I'm pretty sure if either of Mitch or I had to go into the phone in the middle of the night, we'd break a toe and crack our heads open, but we would eventually get to the phone. <laughs> All right. So there's lots of great information on your website, George. Um, I think a lot of the studies and the links that you sent me to prepare for this podcast are there or are they and, not and there? People can contact me via email and ask for 
virus du jour links that have to do with Brown's gas. And I've got a whole thing I, I can send, like I said. Like a whole, dis- whole file. Um, okay. And so they can reach you. So it's, it's eagle-research.life. That's exactly is, right. Is the you website where so they can. Like the bird and then a hyphen mark and then research because I'm an inventor and dot life instead of dot com. I have a dot com uh, one as well, but the dot life is, is pretty much focused on the Brown's gas for therapeutic use. Yeah. Yeah. The dot com guys, you're going to be sitting there going, wait a minute, I'm supposed to use this high powered torch. I don't get it. I'm, I'm missing something. So, <laughs> so it's the dot life. Um, and you can reach George through that website. That being said, George is a busy guy. He does his best to get back to everybody, but there's a ton of information. I will also put some links in the show notes as well. And I think we have a promo code for the audience. Is it the same as before? Yes. I think I misspoke it about seven times last time we, we did a podcast. I believe it's vitality. No numbers, no nothing else. Just vitality. I, I didn't look it up, so I'm sorry. I, I, I thought maybe I should do that, but I, I didn't. That's okay. You don't have to do that. Well, I'll, I'll put it in the show time. notes. No, no problem. And that'll save you a bit of money on the, on the machine. But I know that uh, George is manufacturing these things as fast as humanly possible. Um, you've just brought on more staff to increase your capacity, your generosity of information and everything else and help for people is pretty legendary. So I want to thank you for being here again today and for all that you do. And um, I'm going to have to go refill my machine so it can run again and I can start drinking the juice and breathing in the gas. (laughs) It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. I I can't tell you how much it, it really warms my heart be able to do this. I work so hard and I'm so isolated generally uh, because of it. And to speak with somebody who really understands what's going on and, and is as enlightened as yourself, it really makes my day. Thanks, George. Well, thank you so much for being here and thank you for all that you do. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly, or if you'd like to leave any comments, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, mattnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application, just answered a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.